0: Welcome to the King's Church Podcast. We are an ACC church based on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. We'd love for you to join us on any given Sunday. In the meantime, we hope this message blesses you. Praise God. How you doing? So good to see you. Thank you so much for coming, especially St. George. I want to say a big thank you. And, uh, you know, we, we, we said, we you know, we no service at St. George this morning. We know a number of people are online and Welcome to everybody watching us online today, and um, really appreciate it. And it's so good. And uh, and I just felt God say, as many of you would know, that uh, just a few weeks ago, that on the day of Pentecost, just as the early disciples were all in one place of one accord, Spirit of God fell. And and I really believe that uh, it's good for us as King's Church to get together every so often, all together in one place and of one accord. And so I want to thank you all for coming. You guys who normally came at five, that woke, that normally wake up at twelve, uh, and that uh, got up up at 5 to 10 to make it here, thank you so much. Uh, for those of you that normally come the 8.30 and up at 4, thank you for coming early and that sort of thing. And I know you were seated an hour before um, out in the ca- uh, courtyard and that sort of thing. So big thank you to everyone, to Pimpamara as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, thank you for not going on the boat today. Really appreciate it uh, and that sort of thing. And, so, and it's just so good for us to be together. So thank you so much. And, um, and I'm just uh, excited. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to preach real long. I know we've already gone uh, a, a little bit over, and so I'm not going to share too long. But many of you would know that we've been doing a series called Song of Ascents, Song of Ascents and so basically that's from Psalms 120 uh, to 134 and and the theme for our church this year is actually on the rise Uh, and so we believe that as a church we're on the rise together this year and so we're doing a series at the moment called Song of Ascents are based on those psalms and they were songs that the Israelites would sing as they would come together to Jerusalem three times a year. Uh, and so I guess in some way we've come together today, I'm not saying that Reddy Creek is Jerusalem, I know some of you think it is but uh, <laughs> praise God. Um, but the reality is we've come together today and, and so uh, today I felt to preach uh, from a very well-known psalm uh, that is probably ideal for today. Uh, and it's Psalm 133, Psalm 133. So with that in mind, I'm just going to, turn, uh, I'm going to read to you Psalm 133. It says this. It says, A Song of Ascents of David. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edges of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore title of my message today is called The Blessing of Unity. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I ask and pray, Lord, and I thank you for the blessing that's upon us and it's going to continue to flow. I thank you and praise you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name, uh, amen. In Acts chapter 2, as we mentioned before, it says that the disciples were all in one place of one accord and then they heard a sound from heaven. There's a lot of focus on the sound from heaven, but not so much on the bit before. The Holy Spirit fell on them when they were all in one place in one place, and of one accord. What that tells me is that if there's discord, Spirit of God isn't going to move. What that tells me is that one of the great keys to actually seeing the blessing of God, the power of God actually flow, is actually in unity. Look at this passage of Scripture. He talks about unity and he talks about God commanding blessing and it's like oil. And the Bible often references, when it talks about oil, offers, references the Holy Spirit. It's like oil dripping down. So watch this. The blessing and the oil is released when there is first unity. And so here in Psalm 133... He talks about the blessing of unity. And so I thought this might dovetail pretty well. It's day of Pentecost today, but it's also, uh, but it's also you know, part of our series, Song of Ascents. We're all together, Psalm 133, talking about unity. Who would have known in their planning? But anyway, uh, and so today I want to talk to you from this passage of Scripture about the blessing of unity and five things that unity isn't. Five things that unity isn't from this passage of Scripture. The first thing is this says Psalm 133 a song of ascent of David now I've just broken my number one rule as a preacher my number one rule is this and this is for all the budding preachers out there every point that you have has to have a scripture in fact I heard Billy Graham teach, uh, preach once and sorry he was interviewed and uh, the interviewer said uh, he said to the interviewer god has shown me the secret of preaching i remember thinking oh my goodness what it will tell us, you know, Billy Graham. What's the key? What's the secret to preaching? Is it fasting for a hundred days? Is it going and you know what is the key? And he said this: the key is this. I have a scripture for every point. That was his key. Why? Because every all any authority that we have comes from the Word of God, and so. When I preach, every point actually has to start with the scripture. If anyone preaches, that's one of the things I really look for. is it from, you know, Are you preaching from the scripture? Not just your philosophy, not just your favourite prophet on Facebook. Are you actually preaching the word of God? But I'm breaking my own rule today. Because <laughs> I'm not preaching from the verse, I'm preaching from the heading. And the heading says this. A song of ascents of David. David wrote this. He is saying how pleasant it is when people dwell together in unity. He was the second king of Israel. He was the most beloved king of Israel. He was the most loved. The Bible actually tells us in Psalm 78 that he led God's people with, uh, with integrity of heart like a shepherd. Integrity of heart and skillfulness of hands. David is the most popular king in the history of Israel. He's the most God-honoring. He was the one, because he was raised as a shepherd, he was one who loved the people and was, very, and was very gentle with the people. And he writes here and he's given us a key. He's giving the generations afterwards a key. The key to living in the blessing of God is unity. And he led them in a certain way. Then his son Solomon took over from him. And Solomon was a great achiever. He was actually a little bit of a driver. The Bar- people say that the Bible says he's the wisest man that ever lived. Some of his lifestyle choices indicate that maybe he wasn't as wise at what some people think. And so Solomon was considered that. He achieved a great deal. People would go and see his works. They would see the things that he'd done and marvel at the works of Solomon. And then Solomon died. And in 1 Kings 12, God's people came to Solomon. And they said to, uh, so it came to uh, Solomon's son, Rehoboam, who was going to be the next king. And they basically said to him, can you ease up on us? Your dad was very harsh on us. He was very, he, we achieved a lot, but he was actually laid heavy burdens on us. And so he spoke to some of the elder statesmen and the elder statesmen said, yeah, listen, they've been pushed too hard by Solomon. Don't think you're going to be able to get away with it. So, you know, just ease up. But he didn't want to listen to them. He wanted to listen to his friends. So he got his friends in and he said, Boys, what should I do? And they said, You tell the people, because we saw how your dad led. He was hard, he was strong. That's how you've got it. You tell them that my dad's little finger is, so my little finger is going to be thicker than my father's waist. You think my dad was hard? I'm going to be harder on you because that's what leadership is. And then he did that and he said that to them and the Bible says that that day 10 of the tribes left. And the kingdom was divided. Two generations after this, where David talked about unity. What is unity? Unity is not forceful. Forced unity is not unity. When you're made to do stuff all the time. Or you think if I do this, I'll get to there, that will never last forever. Unity is not Forceful. That's why as a culture with all of our leaders, we have shepherd servant leadership. So we're not forever trying to lord it over people or try and be distant from people and that sort of thing. We want it to be where we have a culture. If, people, if someone comes into our organisation and they're super ambitious and they want to drive and belt the people, they're not going to get very far. Why? Because that is what affects unity. Unity is not forceful. Jesus said, I lay my life down. For the sheep. In all that we do, in every single area, in Kings, we do a whole lot of things. One of the great cultures that's really important for us to maintain unity, to make sure that we can continue to go from generation to generation, not just one generation, but legacy, continuing onwards, and not continuing onwards and upwards, we need to be a people who realise that we don't lead people through force. We lead them through influence. Unity is not forceful. The second thing about unity is this says in verse 1, now I'm going to use the Bible. It says, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Notice it doesn't say do everything together in unity. There's a difference between community and a commune. A commune is where everyone does everything together and all looks the same and it's like a great big echo chamber. That's a commune. That's not community. Why? Because unity is not identical. We can dwell together but not look the same. We can dwell together but not feel forced to be pushed into some kind of model or something like that. When it comes, we can actually be ourselves. Unity is actually not uniformity. And that's why it's important for us to understand and embrace each other's Differences. That's why it's important for us to embrace each other's, um, you know, all the different places that we go. You know, we've got campuses here at Reedy Creek. We've got, Obviously, we've got a campus at Pimpermire, Logan Village, St George. Every single campus is different. We're not trying to turn people into looking a certain way. We're not trying to make it so that every campus pastor ends up being Tongan. <laughs> <clears throat> I know some of you are worried about that. You know, Sue Sweeney said to me, actually, uh, the other week, she goes, you know what you've done, haven't you? I said, what? She goes, well, you've got a Tongan leading all the white people (laughs) at Reddy Creek. You said you've got a white Aussie leading all the South Africans at Pimpama. (laughs) And you've got a South African leading all the Islanders at Logan Village. (laughs) And I said, that's right. (laughs) Because if you led your own tribe, you all want to do a church split. (laughs) Unity is not identical. That's why when people come to King's Church, our thing is, hey, be you. You know, we, we may not be the best looking church around. We may not be the richest church around. We may not be the poorest. We may not be all one ethnicity and that sort of thing. But we're all called together as family. That's why one of our key values of principles is that we are a multi-generational church. And I know the generations don't understand each other. you wish that generation would like what you like. <clears throat> but that's not how it works. But we can appreciate and allow people to have their, tests. Why? Uh, to have their different tastes. Why? Because unity is not being identical. The third thing about unity says in, start again, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. The third thing about unity is unity is not prejudicial. When you have unity, everything gets blessed. It's not just the head. It's not just the beard. It's not just Aaron. It's running down on the edge of the garments. Where there's unity... Everything gets blessed. That's why the enemy's number one key to pulling apart the kingdom of God is actually division. Bible says a house divided against itself cannot stand. But here's the thing, a house that is united cannot be defeated. That that anointing flows down to every single area. It It even makes things easier to minister. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, when we first came, and and obviously there was a bit of a transition period and that sort of thing, and and one of the things I noticed about Kings was that that in some parts of our organisation we weren't willing to work together, and so one of the major things when I first came to Kings, uh, and I said, Lord, you know, new church, there's a lot going on and that sort of thing, and and uh, and you know, do you get a lot of advice and uh, that sort of stuff, and and I just felt. You know, I'm saying, Lord, what do you want me to focus on? And, and he showed me a picture of a plant called an agapanther plant. Now, agapanther plant, we used to have one when I had a garden, don't have one now. Uh, but when we used to have a garden, we, we used to um, have agapanther plants, and you can pull them apart and separate them. And I have this picture of an agapanther plant where there's some parts of it weren't actually joined together. And so God spoke to me, and He said, "Your number one key for this year is just try to make sure every area of the King's Group, every area of King's Church, is united. Because if we're united, nothing will be able to stop us." And I can honestly say that for the last couple of years, I really sense right across everything that there were really we're really very much united. And one of the things I've noticed is this: every part, every area of our entire King's organisation is being blessed. (laughs) Amen. Now you might think that's not a big deal. But you'd have to go back a long time before you can say every single area. That's why we're able to go on the rise this year. Why are we able to go on the rise? Why are we able to ascend? The reason why we're able to ascend, get on the updraft of God's presence, get on the updraft of his spirit, is because at King's, we are united. united. And when you're united, it's not prejudicial. Every single area of King's church, every single department, every single campus is blessed. And you want to know why? Because of unity. When there's unity, the blessing flows down and no one misses out. The fourth thing about unity is this. It says, and I'll read it all from the top again. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for pre- brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore. It's like the dew of Hermon. So the blessing that's released by unity is like the dew of Hermon. That's powerful, isn't it? You don't know what that means. Okay, so (laughs) Hermon is a mountain about 300 miles away from Jerusalem that is known for being lush and flourishing all year round. Even in the summer months between May and October, where it's very, very dry, when there's not even any, there's not even, it's hard to get dew on the ground, Hermon is actually still flourishing and fresh the entire time. So the blessing of the, so if the blessing of God for us, released by unity, is like the dew of Hermon, what that means is this, that it's not seasonal. It's not dependent upon circumstances. It's not dependent upon what the news says. It doesn't matter what's happening in society. It's not dependent upon the economy. Why? Because where there's unity, we'll be blessed regardless of what's going on around us. It's actually not seasonal. So what that means is this, that unity can make you unstoppable. Even God understood this. Well, of course he understood it. He understands everything, but... In Genesis chapter 11, we have the famous story about the Tower of Babel. God's people came to, the people came together to try and build a tower towards heavens. I love the language of it. It says that God had to come down to actually look at it. So what that means is as big as they thought it was going to be, it was nothing compared to him. And then he says to them, I have to muddle up their language. They're unified. And he says, because if I don't, he says in verse 6, nothing they do can be withheld from them. So watch this. Unity makes us unstoppable. Matthew 12:28. A house divided against itself cannot stand. But if a house is united, it actually can't be stopped. We learnt this last year, didn't we? Planting two churches in a pandemic. Sorry, planting one and then taking over another in the midst of a pandemic. In the natural, you would think there is no way. The circumstances are telling us that it's not possible. But I love the fact that the blessing of God upon us is not dependent upon circumstances. That's why the Bible tells us in Galatians that we are carriers of the blessing of God. The blessing of Abraham has come upon the Gentiles in faith. We carry the blessing wherever we go. It's not actually seasonal. It doesn't matter about what's happening out there. We don't need to give ear about what's happening out in the world. Because if we are united, the blessing of God will continue to be on us. And he says it's like the dew of Hermon, that even though there might be drought around for a few months, there's always green and lush all year round. And the fifth thing about unity is this. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the Jew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life and forevermore. For there. Where's the there? Okay, well, so where's there? So if I go over there, that's where the blessing is. Because there is where the blessing is commanded. Okay, so where is it? If I go over here, this is where the blessing will be. Or if I go over there, that's where the blessing will be. Oh, no, I don't want to go out there because there'll be no blessing there. What's the there he's talking about? The there he's talking about is wherever there is unity, that's the there. Wherever there is unity, it doesn't matter where you go. You know, so many people moving up the Gold Coast, welcome, so fantastic to have you here and that sort of thing. Then the thing is that sometimes people think, well, this is where the blessing is. But the reality is this, wherever we go, we are carriers of the blessing of God. That is why that God has called us and mandated upon us the blessing and favor upon us is incredible. The things and the plans that we have for the next few years is absolutely amazing. And we don't ever need to be intimidated about where we go. Oh, don't go over there. That's a tough town. That's a hard place. You know, that's where Satan has his throne. You know, I used to travel as an itinerant minister. The amount of pastors that thought where they lived is where Satan had his throne. <laughs> oh, this is a hard place. No one's ever been able to do this. I remember when I was called to be a youth pastor in Mackay. And I bumped into a guy who was a well-known youth pastor. And, and he said at a conference, and he said to me, he goes, uh, he goes Ben, where are you going? I said, I'm going to be a youth pastor in Mackay. Now, he'd just done a camp up at Mackay the year before, a youth camp. There was about six kids on it, he said. And so he came up and he, and he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to be a youth pastor in Mackay. He goes, put his hand on my shoulder. He goes, oh, mate. He goes, and he called some other guys over. He said, guys, I want you to introduce you to Ben. He's going to Mackay. <laughs> and people were like, oh. Got a letter from him a couple of weeks later. Said, Ben, just want to let you know we're praying for you. <laughs> I had one guy say, you know, Mackay was a youth pastor graveyard, because it's a really hard, tough place. But my Bible tells me that wherever we go, if there's unity, there, there'll be blessing. Mm-hmm. Logan Village, there, there's blessing. Mar, there, there's blessing. Reedy Creek, there, there's blessing. St George, there, there's blessing. But the key is actually unity. God wants the blessing to come upon us so that we can actually go. Day of Pentecost, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit fell upon them. But Jesus had told them before, he says, wait until you're endued with power from on high, Acts chapter 1. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you so you can just stay there and have a glory meeting every night. He doesn't say that. Need the occasional glory meeting, don't get me wrong. And he said, but wait until you've been endured with power from on high. Then you can be my witnesses. To Jerusalem. Oh, hard place. They killed you, Jesus. Judea. Oh, those Samaritans, they don't like us either. And the outermost outermost parts of the world. Unity, blessing, power, favour, to go wherever he's called us. Amen? Amen? Unity, I'm oh, sorry, uh, unity is not a geographical location. Jesus said in John chapter 4, a Samaritan woman came up to him. She said, the Jews said we're supposed to worship him in Jeru- worship God in Jerusalem. We say we're supposed to worship him on this mountain. What do you say? And Jesus said in verse 21, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem, but you'll worship me in spirit and in truth. Wherever you go, you're a carrier of the blessing of God. And I felt God speak to me about today. You know, we only decided really a month ago to do this. It was only when we realised we could do it if it was ticketed that we actually decided to do it. And I said, Lord, well, what are you wanting to do? And I felt God just say that this is a change of season. We have done, we did this a couple of years ago with a guy named Nick Vucic. You might remember that because you might have been either sitting at the altar or halfway down the street trying to get in. (laughs) It was absolutely jam-packed. But the reality is that really wasn't our church. There was a lot of visitors. But this, this is basically a fair chunk of our church. And I felt God say that this is a marker point, a change of season, that we're going to continue to advance like never before. In my devotions today in Numbers 23, verse 24, I just got up early and I was reading my Bible. And he said he was talking about the Israelites and said they're like a lioness rising. And I felt God say that for King's Church, we're like a lion. We've got a few lions at each campus, you know, made of bronze, rising, which is our theme for 2021. And this is a marker onwards and upwards. I prophesy to you, Reedy Creek. I want to let you know greater is the later than the former. Past was awesome. I know it was really good, but compared to what God is going to do, it's gonna be even greater. Amen. For Pimper I know sometimes you feel like the middle brother. You were the baby for a while, got everything. Now Logan Village has turned up, and some of you are getting a little bit antsy. No need for middle child syndrome. I'm here to let you know, you hang tight. We're all gonna rise together, Pimpama. Pim, <clears throat> I want to let you know, Logan Village. What God is gonna do through you and through us out in that place. Occasionally there's the odd convenience. Occasionally you have to come over here for something. But the reality is this: what God is gonna do up there is greater than anything has been seen in that region before. And Sir so George, I want to prophesy over you, the prayers, the dollars, the blood, the sweat, the tears, for 40 years, God wants you to know the harvest is about to come to pass in that end. And it's all gonna come to pass. Spirit's gonna fall. Territory is going to be taken when we leave our egos at the door and our preferences and wanting titles and wanting this and that. And as we just come as servant and shepherd leaders, you will find the blessing of God will be upon us and it's going to be upon us consistently from this day forward. Amen. So what I want to do now is pray for you. Pray that the blessing of God will be upon you. Stand to your feet right now. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. I thank you for all that you've done. And I thank you for all that you're continuing to do. And Lord, I thank you for the blessing that's flowing. But I thank you that the blessings that's still yet to come to pass. And Lord, we say that today is a demarcation line a transfer from one season to another, that what you've done in the past is amazing and awesome, but what you're about to do is even greater. Your spirit is welcome. We invite your Holy Spirit. We love your presence, Lord God, wherever we go. We don't want to go into territories without your presence because it's your presence that differentiates us from the people of the world. And so I pray, Father, right now in Jesus' name, may your hand be upon every single person, Lord, right now in Jesus' name, amen just uh, close your eyes for a moment lift your heads, hands again sorry um, some of you might be here and son I've never experienced the touch of the Holy Spirit we're not allowed to bring you out and pray for you in this environment but but we don't have to the Holy Spirit can touch you right now I see right now from the top of some people's head the soles of their feet the presence of God is actually coming upon them right now why don't you just start praying for some of you you could pray in your prayer language let's just do that for a little bit and Holy Spirit we thank you for your presence in this place We thank you, Lord God. Your word says that they were all together in one place of one accord, that your spirit would come. And I pray for those, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for those. There's a couple of people here. You've had depression. It's been like wherever you go, it's been on you. It's coming off you right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you for that, Father. There's somebody else over here, over in this side. Your right ankle has been causing you a great deal of trouble. Felt God say the pain is going right now. It's leaving right now. And you're going to notice that it's not going to cause you any more problems right now in Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you for your presence. Father, for those, Lord, that are hungry for your presence, that are hungry for your touch. Ask and pray right now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord. I release that anointing right now. I thank you and I praise you for that, Father. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Let's give God a hand of praise. He's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for new messages weekly. You can keep updated on what's happening in the life of King's Church by following us on social media at King's Church GC. Be blessed.